Welcome to the Swirl Suite, everybody. So in this episode, it's all about blackness. Me, Glennis, and Leslie, we recap our Juneteenth weekends, and I ask a bunch of black questions. As always, before you get started, don't forget to subscribe, share this episode, leave a comment, or simply like it. Cheers. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Swirl Suite. Hey, Glennis, how are you? Hey, I'm doing fine. And you? I'm good. I can't complain. And happy Juneteenth to you. Yes, indeedy. Happy Juneteenth. Praise of God. <laughs> Somebody finally told them that they were, that they were free. How was your Juneteenth weekend? It was fun. I was down in South Carolina for Bison on the Isles. And we do that around Juneteenth. This was our second annual Bison on the Isle. So we're trying to make it an annual event. However, it might change because we don't want it bump. Juneteenth is right by Father's Day, which is an issue yeah. for right. traveling and getting a lot of people to participate. So we want to, we might move it either the weekend before the weekend after Juneteenth. So we still participate in some Juneteenth activities. So, mm-hmm. but it was nice. Mount Pleasant is really nice. It's a really nice. Did you area. do the same thing that you did last year, or y'all, go, or you do you do different yeah. activities? Well, they they had golfing last year. No golfing this year. Um, we're gonna do a fishing outing, but every year we try to do a different cultural event okay. or yeah. space. So last year we did um, Gullah tours to mm-hmm. learn about the Gullah people down yeah. there all yeah. through um Charleston mm-hmm. and parts of Mount yeah it was mostly Charleston because it didn't flow over into um Mount Pleasant but this year we did the Fort Sumter tour so we went out to Fort Sumter very but nice. it's very interesting that when those federal employees talk about Fort Sumter they barely mention African Americans Mm. One or two times they include them because they didn't have no damn choice. Um, but they never talked about sports because what they said, they said, okay, you cannot take anything off the island, no shells, no bricks, blah, blah, blah. It's a federal uh, offense if you take something off the island. Mm-hmm. So they started talking about the bricks. I wonder if they're going to talk about how the Boone plantation that we went to last year was a brick making plantation. It didn't have, it wasn't um, agriculture. It was, they, they made bricks. And the bricks that were taken out to Fort Sumter and the bricks that were used for those slave cabins were made on that plantation. Of course, they didn't talk about that. Hmm. Of course, they didn't talk about that. But you know. Ah. All of the bisons with our smart. (laughs) (laughs) We were filling in. And every time we turned around, there was another white person standing next to us. He's trying to hear our side of the story. I'm sorry, it wouldn't be no South Carolina without people of color. Period. Yeah. Speaking of South Carolina, so on Friday, I went to the African American Museum for their, um, it was the release of their Juneteenth menu for limited time. So, um, South Carolina, it was my first time having South Carolina gold rice. 
okay. And um, because I, I I just learned about that recently, um, and it's it's a very specific type of rice that that black people mm-hmm. picked, you know, in the fields mm-hmm. or whatever. But it was delicious. So here was the menu. If you've been on my Instagram, you've seen it. The food was delicious, and it was like it was soul food, but it was healthy. So this <laughs> is the Juneteenth menu: Cornish hens. Um, oh, those pigeons! <laughs> but they were they were probably the most delicate uh Cornish ends I've ever had and they just wow. fell off the bones um what mm-hmm. else seasonal local fish that was fried with peppers um they had a I don't eat ribs but um dry rub pork ribs but and and the girl next to us who was eating them she was like I can't even pick these up because they're just falling apart they're so tender so nice. the meat that yeah the the chef did a great job with the meat. The sides were red beans and Carolina gold rice, stewed okra, corn, and tomato. That was good. Let me tell you something. I am not an okra fan, but the way this okra was prepared was so so good. I know you don't like okra either, but it was very good. It was good. <laughs> That's interesting. They they say that it was the Gullah slaves that started planting that rice well i knew because i've seen it but no that it it wasn't really a um it wasn't really an educational kind of okay. event they just wanted people to come and take pictures and tell everyone about this new menu that they have um and then and the theme serving, say it again they're gonna be serving it in the cafe yep yep right okay. in the cafe and the theme was red of course, red for perseverance, red for our, the blood our ancestors shed, blood. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So there was a, a dark sangria um, and there mm. was wine. Yes. And they did have like a strawberry shortcake and also a handheld like peach pie. My God, it was good. <laughs> it was so good. So, so good. So it was a great event. We had a good time. And I and it was held in an event space in the museum that I'd never been to. And it faces mm-hmm. the monument and you can see the Capitol. So it was beautiful. Wow. wow. Yeah, it was a good time. Very, mm. very good time. Nice. Nice. What so how, how was the sangria? Oh, you know I didn't drink no sangria. I had I just had wine. They just said they had a, a Chardonnay. It was oh, very, very okay. <clears throat> Yeah, they had um you could get a his hibiscus tea or you get the the sangria or um they just had a Chardonnay. I just stuck with the Chardonnay. Okay. No. But yeah, it was a it was a great event. Great event. Nice. Yeah. Nice. 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 And also this weekend, it was a lot going on this weekend. Mm. Also this weekend was the Aspen Food and Wine Fest. Nice. There were a lot I of people. Yes, there are a lot of people in our community who attended that. Some were giving seminars. There mm-hmm. were um yeah, there was a lot going on. I pulled up the schedule just to like pick out the wine stuff. So it mm. looks like there was a drink pink around the world. There was a guess the wine, a $200 bottle or a $20 bottle. And Calter McCoy did that one. Oh, okay. That's yeah, a bunch of fun food and wine stuff. And, and it looks like that's something that more of us are starting to attend, which is great. And then Leslie called me earlier. Here she is now. She, she called me earlier and I couldn't talk long, but she was like, next year we going to Aspen. So. <laughs> that sounds just like her. 
Hey, Leslie, we're talking about Aspen. So I spoke to a certain guest that was on our show previously, their team, and they just got back from Aspen. And um, and and uh, their team was on a panel with other celebrity basketball um, wine labels. And um, they said that they were definitely going next year. And um, they said that they would send us information about places to stay because Aspen is so small, it's a little small ski town. So going to Aspen now, um, going to Aspen for next year, you have to book the Airbnbs now. Do they have the? You yeah, you can't. You can't do a Leslie Freelo and wait like three weeks before <laughs> to book something. So. I think it, I think, you know, it's like a culinary delight, heaven. Yeah. The food, the mm-hmm. wine. Yeah. It's, it's something that we should do as the Swirl Suite. And I didn't realize that this was the same Aspen Food and Wine Fest that the top chefs attend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. That would be, that would be awesome. And I was just, I was just telling Glennis, I was scrolling through all of the workshops and stuff. And of course you think food and wine, but the workshops look so fun. They look really yes. fun. Yes. <laughs> also this past weekend was the Finger Lakes Riesling Conference that we attended. Was that? Yeah, oh, was year? it? The last year, right? Yep. Yes. Last year. yes. All these yes. years, it's like COVID has mushed all of these years together and I can't yes. keep up. But yeah, so the Finger Lakes Conference um was this weekend as well. I saw a, a few people attended. Looked great, as usual. For some so, reason, I thought that Finger Lakes week was later. Wasn't it Exactly. Later? I was getting ready to say, I do not remember going in June yeah. last year. Yeah. I thought because I wouldn't have been able to go because I would have been in, in South Carolina. Yeah. yeah, and I believe it was July last year. But mm-hmm. yes, and towards the end of July at that. Yeah, yeah. But the Riesling conference, yep, it ended today. Mm. Yep. Okay. And yep. you were saying Vino at the Harbor, which is a great spot. Yes, Vino at the Harbor, Black on Wine Bar. Shout out to Shana Dap. They had their official opening this weekend, and the ribbon was cut. And it looks like everybody is enjoying it. I'm glad that they're getting so much attention and business. And Leslie, you went. How was your experience? Oh, it was a great experience. It was if you haven't if you haven't been there, but you've been to the harbor before. It's in um, there was a wine bar previously there. It's right on the corner, um, and the decor is gorgeous. She does a great job and you can buy by the glass. Um, she has flights. She has little um, bites that you can have. So you don't leave there hungry at all. And, and she's got a nice selection of wines. Definitely. And I remember when I was there, she was talking about this weekend because it's, her birthday was also this weekend. So it was going to be a number of events that she was kicking off this weekend and I'm I'm glad that people are going out to support that you know that's another activity that they need down at the harbor to diversify um the restaurant scene down there oh and um 
So for those who have not been there, but they're looking, they're searching on Google, it's V-N-O. If you put in Vino, it won't come up. So you have to put it in V-E-N-O at the harbor. Excellent, excellent. That's nice because I've been to the other, when it was the other wine bar. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. In that yes. state. Yeah. So uh, one more announcement before I ask Leslie to tell us what she's got going on. If you guys remember a few years ago, we had a girl on here. Her name is Justin Trebu. And she's the girl who had the pet wraps on her shoulder while she did the interview. Anyway, she has released her wines. And because she is a DC native, the label is called Ward Four Wines. So we are very excited for her. I have purchased my bottles. They are on the way. And she calls herself the head wine witch. So check her out, Ward Four Wines. Congratulations, Justin. Congratulations. I, so I was talking to someone, family friend of uh, theirs that has uh, Cadwell Wines. Mm. The, um, and, and they are based on the... DC even but their wines come from I think um Mendoza or Chile. And um he and he was he was talking about Fourth Ward and how she was picking up traction. So I'm really excited yeah. for her. Yeah, it's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Very, very Did she yeah. bring all those rats and stuff with her? What's nah, she, she did. <laughs> the last time I saw I saw her around Christmas time. And she she did leave the rats in California where she lives, but but she still has them. She still, if you follow her on Instagram, she still has the rats crawling all over her shoulder. It's two of them. So <laughs> you gotta love that girl. Gotta love it. <laughs> so Leslie, uh, what's going on with the wine concierge? How are your wine tours? How was your Juneteenth weekend? Tell us all. It was the weekend was great. Um, we had, we had, we had an awesome wine tour. Um, uh, I don't, I don't, um, often go on the tours, but we had, um, that's a flex these- right there. She's got staff now. She's staffed exactly. up, exactly. up, baby. Go ahead. <laughs> but we, we, we had, we had, um, one of the AKA chapters go, um, which was great. It was a, it was a large group. And I'm just waiting for the Deltas to call me uh, no shade at all. But um, we could be cheap. Can <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I get a small sweet discount for these cheap? No, okay, okay. Please. That care. was that was that was real cool. And then um, we we um, got involved with the Langston Golf Course Conservatory which is a really cool organization. Um, those who are not familiar with uh, DC or from the DC area, what have you, um, the oldest black golf course in DC is called Langston Golf Course. And uh, this organization has formed to help preserve it, even though it's federal land, it is it is a federal site. Um, and and they had a charity uh, golf tournament on Juneteenth, which I thought was great. And then they also had a wine tasting and um, a fashion show. They were just doing a little bit of everything out there, but it was it was a, a really great event. There were a lot of people out there um, and we were just happy to help participate and organize for that. So that was 
a, a really nice way to spend Juneteenth. And then part of the proceeds go to teach young kids how to play golf in the neighborhood. So, you know, the neighborhood kids can go to the golf course and learn how to play. And they had some young golfers out there too. So, which was great, which is great. So, you know, you don't have to wait until you in your thirties and forties to start learning how to play golf, you know, start young, start making them deals now on the golf course when you're young. Unlike you with your little golf course when you was growing up, your daddy. There you go. Right. There you go. All those things don't have that. I, on a serious note, <laughs> um, just going back for a second, how many people, or what's the maximum number of people your tours hold at one time? Uh, we have, we did up to 35 this weekend. Excellent. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we did. That That was the largest group that we did, but we did up to 35 and a minimum of six. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. So that was cool. And then this weekend, depending on when the show airs, we are partnering up, up with Overdue Recognition um, Art Gallery in Bowie. And we're just going to do like a chill art and sip. So we're going to be pouring wines there. And um, do people get to paint or you just get to walk around and see the art or are you painting? Um, you get to walk around and see the art like this is this is real deal. One of a, a great black art collections there. Um, so if you are a curator of art and you're not familiar with this place, you, sh you should definitely go. This is definitely um, museum quality art there and 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 they've been doing this for over 20 probably 30 years so we're just gonna do like a, you know if you want an adult sexy chill art um saturday don't want to be in the heat come check us out nice. and then i'm excited a friend of the show mr keith beavers he is our guest curator for um, the wine concierge uh, summer collection. So he picked about like eight wines that are in our um, in our summer series. And I'm so excited. He picked a sparkling Shiraz. I'm like, yes, Keith, yes. So he picked, and the theme is Australia and, um, and New Zealand. And so, you know, just between us girls, and not a lot of black people in Australia and New Zealand. Right. So, you got to do what you got to do. We but you know what we did? What we did? You know, each time, each time we come up with these themes, right? It's always a learning experience. And this one, I was really like, we were struggling. We were on the struggle struggle bus. Um, but we were able to find indigenous winemakers, which people forget about yep. the Avery culture in Australia. And, and actually, Keith was the one that was like, yeah, you know. So we were able to find that. And, and that's something that now, you know, people barely talk about Blacks and wine. But they definitely don't talk about the indigenous people making wine and making very good wine. So we were excited to include some of those wines in there. And then what we did and what we try to do is do like a compare and contrast. 
so we um we included some American wines. We included Chow wines, which I think we should have them on the show. Um, they're uh, Asian winemakers out in um, the Willamette area. And then um, we included the new Her label in South Africa. So, um, so then you can see the, the cultural um, influences, the climactic influences on those wines. So I'm excited about this new series that's coming out. Um, I'm really excited about tasting wine from indigenous people of Australia and New Zealand as well. They have a, a story to tell. Yes, definitely. That, you know, we just we just don't hear about that's that good. that that um that wine series, the the crimes wine series. You know, mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. all about being those the the criminals over in New England being New shipped England. over to Australia because that was where they were banished there for their crimes and mm -hmm. they took over the continent there <laughs> from the indigenous people in that area. And so, you know, history again continues to repeat itself. That's, that's why they so out what their what their what their struggle was and in getting into it and and there's actually a couple latin winemakers also over there um and this you know this goes i hate to get on my soapbox but this is the whole thing about not having access to capital not having the exposure and so when you're trying to find these wines it's so difficult it's not like they don't exist it's just being able to make the connection. That is that is always the issue. So now those wines are in Yeah, it's in our it's on our summer quarterly shades of vino um club collection. Noted exactly. <laughs> Be back on your site once again. <laughs> so yeah, so that's what that's what we're that's what we're trying to do. And this is what I would like to do. So this summer. I'm not really taking any vacation because a sister got to eat. So if she don't work, she don't eat. So, um, but next year I decided that next year is going to be my year of travel. So I, I you know, like when I said, oh, we got to go to, we got to go to Aspen. Um, we, you know, we got to do a New Zealand trip. I'm just like, okay, so how, how am I going to make it work? But I'm going to make it work. So I and I had been listening to uh, Kevin Hart has this podcast called Gold Mine, and he had this guy on there, uh, Benny Blanco. Have you heard of him? I, I had not. Me neither. But he's he's big in the music. He's like a big producer in the music industry, anyhow. And, and he, you know he and he's all artsy fartsy. But he said, I wake up every day saying this is going to be the best day of my life. And I and I was like, yes, that's what I'm going to do. You know, it it could there could be some trials and tribulations, but every day I am changing the mindset that every day is going to be the best day of my life. And in doing that, I was like, next year is going to be the year of travel. So, we just need to figure out where are we going 
and we'll see you we'll see you there looking for somewhere to advertise consider the swirl suite podcast yep right here the swirl suite is now open for pre-roll advertisements mid-roll advertisements or post-roll advertisements some of our packages even include a social media shout out if you're interested in sponsoring one episode or perhaps more simply email us at swirlsuite at gmail.com cheers all right so the rest of the show is going to be pretty fun it's going to be nothing but black questions so okay, this is a black in, episode. Y'all not drinking no black wine? What's y'all doing? Oh, Let me open up this beautiful bottle. I've got Uncle Nearest right here. Uncle Nearest. Yes. I have that the rye. Mean, y'all tasted the rye yet? That's no, good. not yet, but that ain't wine. I could have opened up that instead of this. Oh. Did you have you had black leaf? Shout out to black leaf. I have not Vodka. had black leaf yet. They were they were out at um the Langston Golf Tournament. It is smooth really what's the base it's vodka no what's the base what's the base is it grapes grapes, potatoes oh let's see it's probably potatoes what are you drinking glennis a 2001 oh oh you showing off because y'all said it was a damn black episode (laughs) and i got to go in my I didn't get a chance. You, can you see the cork in the wine right now? Oh, it's the in cork there. Oh, wow. Cork, the cork started coming. I'm like, oh, I don't wait. It's too long. I don't wait. Girl, this bag is beautiful. Uh, it's beautiful. It's you could tell it's now has turned to almost a rust, not rust, but yeah. it's like that non, non-purple. Non-purple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cranberry. It's almost like a cranberry. It's still smooth. I was my heart was about to hurt when I saw that. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. Well, I don't I don't have any wine today because um I have some cousins visiting. They drink and I brought them over to my mom's house. Ah my parents' house. And normally I would do, you know, the podcast from one of the bedrooms but they're all in the bedrooms so i'm literally in the hiding out in the bathroom i'm hiding out in the basement oh, the bathroom. Bathroom. well well your sound is good much appreciated so it's made out oh, of those are towels okay. yeah it's weak <laughs> yeah we okay. see the towels behind you yeah um, that's yeah. what i mean yes yes so black leaf is made of wheat and oh, wheat. It's unique to the cognac region, okay? And it's made with a spring water naturally filtered through champagne limestone. Nice. It sounds delicious. It was was really good. I didn't know that there was champagne limestone. There's a lot I don't know. Well, child. Well, it's probably in champagne. They're talking about the limestone. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Mm. here we go. These are Sarita's black questions. All right. Number one, what song do you listen to when you clean up the house? Who said we clean up the house? <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Touche, bougie black people. <laughs> like, like, but like, when you right. call the cleanest service to make sure they come over, what are you listening to? I mean, do you play music for them? <laughs> I still clean my own. What do, you, what do you listen to, Sarita? Uh, so I'm a, 
uh, a little Jill Scott, a little Thundercat, you know, sort of like mid-tempo, you know, lively. That's me. Um, whatever I can, you know, I, I want something to pump me up because right. <laughs> with a passion, um, cleaning up. So, you know, I start out with Beyonce or Rihanna. But see, that's going to make me want to open wine or take shots or something. But yeah, I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> what did you think, Liz? That is funny. Um, I am more than likely going to put on, because it's so readily available all over my house, is anything full of time. Okay. Oh, okay. I just be okay. singing. <laughs> yeah, I'm in that prime of my life. <laughs> all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you know what else? I just finished the Donna Summer documentary. Documentary. Yes. And so I've added her to my playlist. And that's good cleaning music too, because it's very mm -hmm. so Donna What Summer. network is that on again? Max. It's the or, or HBO oh, okay. Max Max. Yeah. HBO. Okay. Yeah. Now is this is this the one Kelly Rowland's in? Is Kelly Rowland in this? She's she's not in anything right now. So for years, people are saying that Kelly Rowland should play Donna Summers in, right. in her, you know, in her movie, in her TV movie or something. Mm -hmm. But that has not been made yet. But the daughter oh. of one of one of Donna's daughters has said, "Okay, yes, this is a go. You have my permission to go for it." So it hasn't been made yet. Because this is a documentary about her life. Okay. So, so in my former career, one of my coworkers, you were a disco singer, was. <laughs> How do you know? Uh, uh, one of my coworkers, <laughs> her nephew is married to Donna Summers' daughter, one of her daughters, a middle oh, daughter. Wow. And she is a singer and they live in Nashville. Hmm. And um, and he's a producer, what have you, but yes. Wow. Mm -hmm. so what, ha what happened to Donna Summers? I can't remember. Mm, I mean, she's got quite- But she had lung cancer. But in the documentary, it just tells pretty much her story from the beginning of her career and how she started started out in church, like most singers. And uh -huh. I didn't know she was from Boston. And of course, you know, everybody knows Boston is known for its racism. And she said she had to get out of Boston. So she was like singing in clubs and stuff. And how somebody said at one of the clubs, can you be sexy, be sexy? And she was just like, mm, I don't know. I'll try. And it worked. She still didn't think she was like super sexy, but the world did. And the thing is, she was a little ashamed of it, of course, because she grew up in the church. And right. when she started having her kids, she kept everything away from them. She they never heard her songs, seen any of her videos or anything. And so she said, one of the daughters said that she kept her bedroom door locked. So they didn't have access to anything that she did. So wow. It was really interesting. All right, next question. When you go out of town and accidentally leave your headscarf, what do you do? <laughs> Real black. So, you know, I don't wear a hair, headscarf. Girl, what is I have a, I have a satin pillow. I do too. But I still wear it. I, I have, I have a sad, but it never stayed on, and it was just annoying. Like you wake up and the headscarf next to you in the in the wow. bed. So I have a, a satin pillow, and I usually just pin my hair up 
like in the ponytail or what have you. Um, oh, you got a ponytail? I'll keep it. <laughs> and the haters gonna hate. And um, <laughs> like, don't be mad because I got the first slave hair. Don't, don't be mad. Don't be mad at all. Oh my God. But yeah, I don't have one. Uh, yeah. Okay. So unlike Leslie, I carry satin pillowcase. Well, y'all know how I am. I carry satin pillowcase. I carry a silk sleep sack. And I have a separate bag for travel that I keep two of. So I buy two of everything. One to keep in the house and one to take to travel. So I never leave it. I said I can never answer these questions. All right. One of these times, I'm not going to have a story. It's, no, it's good. It's a podcast. There's always a story. It's always a story. Uh, for me, I do something similar, actually. I have probably three satin scarves. And knock on wood, I have never left them. So I think my I, I'm scared of leaving um, something that I really need. Uh, when I go to, like, another city, like New York or California, it's like, oh, I'm sure I can find another one. But I have never left a scarf. It's always the first thing I pack. Yep. And I don't like um, satin pillowcases. I don't know. It's something about the temperature. They get warm. And I like things cold. And um, I'll tell you, the only reason why I have satin pillowcases is because I'm not sleeping on nobody else's pillows. So okay. I need the satin That's fair. All that. <laughs> Leslie, no. I've got a hoe. I take my own hope. Okay. <laughs> oh my lord. Okay. Growing up, what does your family keep in the cookies tin? You know the you know the 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 blue tin with the cookies. Did your mom? Yeah, we had it. Yeah, I had it. We had it. Oh, I know what you're talking about because I've seen it. I've seen it before. Wow. But we we didn't have that. Well, the thing is, nobody cares about the cookies. It's the tin that it's the tin. That, it's the it's tin, the tin yeah. that black uh-huh. black folks keep. I'm gonna show you a picture, but it's just like a, a let's see if I if I go like the shortbread cookie tin, right? You know, yeah, that you and it's got like the little paper. Yeah, we no, we did. We didn't. We didn't have that. We had that. Wow. I'm trying, had... to, I, I'm trying to think what was the equivalent because there was something that was the equivalent. Crisco can with old fish oil in it. Okay, that's fair. It looked like this, Glennis. It's like a little like, cookies tin. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So well, in my thing? house, it was needles and thread and pennies. Well, I, you know what? I was thinking about that. I know my mother had all of, you know, when you, when you buy the clothes and you got the extra buttons and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, I, it was something to that nature, but yeah. I think I have batteries in that tin under the damn cabinet right now. There you go. But you, I thought you were talking about real cookies in the damn tin. No, uh-uh. no, those no. those cookies are kind of gross though. <laughs> Nobody no, likes those cookies. I do. But they keep on giving them out at Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, next one. <laughs> Pink oil moisturizer or jam? Oh, two different functions. Sure. Which one did you use, or did you use both? They both make your hair greasy as hell. Pink oil, yes. pink oil moisturizer, <laughs> and then I couldn't stand the scent, so that's why after. Do we like pink oil scent? 
after you use it for so many years, it's like enough. I don't want to walk around smelling like that. Yeah, it's true. Because <laughs> every beautician was using it at first. Yeah. I think um, I, we we didn't. It wasn't until like later that I saw my cousins that were using the pink oil moisturizer. We were we were pretty much a good old Afro Sheen family for a long time, and and that um that oil sheen spray, that mm -hmm. African cherry spray, too smelly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Afrosheen. Yeah, the one in pink oil moisturizer followed in the late. What was that early eighties? Yeah, yeah, that was early. That's, that was that's pretty much what we started yeah. with pink oil moisturizer. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, yes. okay. Next one: Morris Chestnut or Tay Diggs? Morris or Tay Diggs? Mm -hmm. Is that what you said, mm -hmm. Morris? Hell. Morris, Morris, definitely Morris. You know, Tay looks fun though. So I guess it depends on my mood, but uh, Tay look, Tay Diggs, just watching his Instagram and social media, he looks like a fun guy to hang out with. Yeah. So I'll pick Tay. I got the right, Tay. do I have the right person? I might be thinking of one person. The guy who played and the, in, and the best man. They, they both were the best, best man. Morris Chestnut. Are you a snapper or a clapper when you argue or tell a story? Oh. <laughs> yes. Yes, you see Glennis. That like oh. she's snapping, and then she's clapping, like she's trying to figure out which one she Oh, oh my, my God. God! Somebody save us from Serena and her questions, please. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not a I'm a point. I'm a like you're a, a pointer. Okay, it's pointer. the it's the neck and the point. Okay. Yeah, it's the neck and the two finger pointer. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm with Leslie on that. I don't snap. Yeah. No. Unless I'm stepping. Because <laughs> you know, some sometimes people when they're trying to remember something, they're like, uh, uh. And you know, and they snap at you. Right. My dad right, used right, to do right. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm a clap. Well, for emphasis, for yes. emphasis, they'll clap yes. out the whole sentence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a which real, one are you, Serena? Um, if I'm mad, I clap. I turn real black when I'm mad. Ooh. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let Alan tell you. I yeah. When I get mad, I do clap. Um, but if I'm telling a story, I don't do either. I'm just really animated, just like all of us are. But mm. yeah, I'm definitely a classic okay. though. So let me ask you this question, because this was a cultural thing when I started working professionally. My family will cut you deep with um with words. They, they're not big yellers, some of them, but they'll, they will cut you deep with words. And so when I entered the, the you know, the career workforce and what have you, um, I followed suit because that's, you know, and um, my white counterparts would be like, oh, that's, that was, that was harsh. The, the tone was harsh. And I was like, 
Well, we ain't yelling. (laughs) (laughs) And I had to step back and realize that just because you're not yelling or you're, you know, animated or what have you, that the tone is as aggressive as the volume. Mm hmm. Oh, well, just because it's come from a black woman or man, they're going to have that reaction. So I'm going to have to hear that from you saying that after talking to people of color because they tripped. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was that was the lesson. I was like, oh, I hate. Mm. but that's mm-hmm. it. And I didn't even think about that. Glennis. I just thought like, yeah, Mm-mm. no, like, what's the problem? Nobody because... yelling around here. What's you know what's going on? How many plastic shopping bags are under your sink? Zero. Go ahead, Miss EPA. Go ahead. <laughs> They're behind my garbage. Can. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Oh, Jesus, that was too funny. Oh, my goodness. And Leslie? I, don't, I can't count them. I don't know. I don't yeah. think five. Oh, I don't, I don't even... It, let me tell you, they they use for uh, double edged trash bags too. So. Yeah, trash liners, uh, trash can liners. That's what I use it for. If I'm gonna pay five cents, I'm gonna get my money's worth. It's gonna have a purpose. Sorry. Yeah. So my answer is, I stopped collecting them years ago. I do. I collect paper ones though because they go in my fire pit. Oh, now I use my paper ones as recycle bags. Yeah. Open like newspapers and stuff like that. Yeah. To recycle and sit out because I could just sit it by the trash can. The paper, like the Trader Joe's bag comes to mind. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you go to my mom and my grandmother's house, endless, endless (laughs) plastic bags. And then they wonder why I don't have any, like, why you ain't got no plastic bags? Like, no, I don't use those. All right. Just two more. If you meet a guy with a hat on, how long, how long would it take for you to ask him to see him without his hat? <laughs> Somebody on Twitter call it um, hat fishing. <laughs> like hat fishing. So, so let me say this. So I have decided I have actively been dating. Ah, and okay. Yes, I have actively been dating so um if you meet certain criteria please send your information in however when i look at the apps right if said individual they only taking pictures with hats i swipe left i'm like no because you you hide something under there you okay. you gotta take a picture without your hat so on. you don't even give them a chance if there are no photos with without a hat Almost definitely. Gotcha. No. Okay. No. This is a very interesting question. <laughs> it's like, where the hell you come up with this stuff? So the hat issue doesn't bother me as much. Because I'm eventually say, yo, take your hat off. It's not a long time. Let me just say that. I Right now, I can't say it's 10 minutes, 5 minutes. I can't mm-hmm. put a numeric time frame on on it right now but it's 
immediately because quickly I met this guy. I was like, oh, he finally had a hat off. I was like, all right. Little Scotty was like, he took that damn hat off. I was exit stage left away from that dude immediately. Yeah. You need to see what's under the hat. And it doesn't necessarily have to deal with hairline because most men now, if they start, if their hairline's starting to recede, they're cutting it off. They they're gonna just make sure it, you know, take it ball. But when you got your head and it go like like a cone and shit shiitake. So did Alan have a hat? Again, you don't be when I, that. okay. Well, um, when I met Alan. Because he always has hat on when I see. So Did Alan you? had a lot more hair when I met him, but, uh, but no, he did. Okay. No. So, so, so here's the thing. When we Does met, he take his hat off when he goes in the house? Um, sometimes, sometimes. But when I met him, he came in with a hat, but took the hat off. So I saw immediately. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that means he has manners. He was taught correctly. Yes. For yes. sure. Yes. How she take your hat. Yes. <laughs> Point, another point for Alan. <laughs> another point. Okay, last question. How many times do you lock your car door? How many times do you hit that button before you walk away comfortably? Well, with my car, all I do is hit the door one time. I don't have to do a click. I just got to touch the door and it automatically locks and I walk away. So it's all oh. Well. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> Or I could lock it from an app. Oh my. Oh my. my. I, I hit it when I'm walking away. Right, just one time? Maybe twice. <laughs> <laughs> just in case I didn't hear it. There you go. My mine is a crisp three. It's like a did I hit it? Let me make sure I hit it. I'm sure I hit it now. So it's it's three. It's 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 three times. Oh man, why is that so funny? Oh, I love black people. Thanks for joining the Swirl Suite. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, leave us five stars, and leave us a comment. We love ratings. Also, be sure to follow all of us on social media. Myself at Vine Me Up. Glennis at Vino Noir, Girl Meets Glass is Tanisha, Vino 301 is Leslie, and you can follow the Swirl Suite podcast account at Swirl Suite. The Swirl Suite is now a part of the Alive Podcast Network. This episode has been edited and produced by Vime Me Up Media.